to the People's Patriot Project weekly show. We got your six at six Patriot Playtime. We're here every week uh, with me, Andrea Eichmann, Mark Peterson. We've got Dan with us tonight, and we have Blind Joe. He'll be here tonight sharing stories of um, himself, I hope, and about the songs he has written and performed. Um, we are going to have a spectacular fun time tonight. On the People's Patriot Project, we got your six at six. But before we get started, I'm going to ask that you take off your hat, stand if you can, and join us in the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance, allegiance to, the flag to the flag of the United, of States, the United of States of America and to the, and republic, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, one nation. One nation. Under God, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Justice for all. Wow! Thanks, guys. Here we are. It is July twenty fourth. We are like, it's going from third to home. I, here we are, July, the end of July. Summer's almost Stop. over. I think every time you say that, you speed the clock up. I think that's what happens. <laughs> no, speed it up. No. We got so many exciting things coming up in August. I can't even stand it. <laughs> there is that part. There is that part. And then when you're a teacher, there's that one part that's like, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I was walking down the aisles of one of the classic. Uh, Big box stores here recently, and I saw the dreaded uh, school supply aisles going up. I was like, "You rotten socks!" Right. Get that out of here. Get that out of here. 
Not um, super excited to have Blind Joe here. Um, I do want to do a shout out real quick to our, our other guest, Mikey B. We normally don't uh, even bring him up when stuff happens. I get it, but uh, he is uh, sitting in urgent care with one of his critters uh, receiving stitches for, I'm sure, what young ones do and what they do. So our thoughts our, our thoughts go out to Mikey B and his family and uh, get everyone going where they need to go. Um, got people chiming in, Amy Schroeder, Timothy Allen Franklin, uh, Jeremy Daniels, Brian Gibson, ramping up for Project uh, Die Hard, Hope Stock, um, and then Eric O, who I, I think we might get to see him here coming up pretty soon on, on August 13th at our event out in Granite Falls, Minnesota. We'll talk more about that later. I probably should have warned Blind Joe that uh, our intro has a lot of sensory overload type items, and maybe I don't know how high your your volume is set in your studio there, but uh, uh, we apologize if that caused uh, any. Well, we always cause the shock and awe. We're looking to do the shock and awe. So, <laughs> how you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. How are y'all doing? Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, I hear you've been running all over the country doing uh, doing your ding. Yeah, man, it's been really uh, it's been a great summer. We uh, we moved uh, moved back from uh, Nashville, aka uh, hell, <laughs> in uh, in April. And I shouldn't say that. I love Nashville. We had a great time out there and met some really wonderful people, and uh, and it was great. But um, you know, as far as the kind of music that I write and and play. Uh, it's not really quite what the labels are looking for, but, uh, but I've been doing awesome, man. We've, uh, we've had a great summer tour so far, just got back from a a long weekend and, uh, we've got another one to go yet for July. So, uh, just hanging in, man, living the dream. I'm, I'm like the luckiest dude in the world. You know, I was telling somebody, uh, yesterday that, uh, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but the, the statistics aren't solid, but it's 80 to 85% of blind people are unemployed. And uh, as far as musicians that get to make a living playing music, it's about five percent. So uh, I'm I'm double fortunate, man. So I'm truly blessed. Oh, that's awesome. That. that is awesome. All right, I have a lifelong question I want to ask because I've seen several blind musicians play the guitar. Oh, they don't play the guitar. I, they usually I, play the piano. You know what my question yeah. is going to be, right? I, I'm not. Why? Sure. Okay. Why? Is it easier for you to play the guitar on your lap? So it's not that it's easier for me. Well, I mean, I guess when I actually buckled down as a teenager and started kind of learning how to play, um, you know, more rock music, then it was, um, it kind of became easy as, as I went on. But why I play guitar on my lap is because when I was uh, four or five years old, my grandpa bought me my first guitar and uh tuned it to an open chord and raised the strings up and uh showed me how to play with a slide it's pretty uh, inventive of him actually what he did was took uh, mailbox letters wooden mailbox letters and glued them onto the neck of the guitar oh that's awesome and then taught me what they felt like so that i would know what chords i was playing and uh so he and i you know after he did that and after i learned everything he and i would jam out in my parents basement for hours and hours and hours and that was years and years we did that and uh 
so yeah, that's where it comes from, man. When I got older, started getting into, you know, Guns N' Roses and Pantera and that kind of stuff. <laughs> that's when uh, I, I tuned the guitar to standard tuning and, and taught myself to play with my fingers. But it never really occurred to me to hold the guitar a different way, being that I had already, I was already playing it flat top. And, uh, you know, it's, it's worked out well for me because people, people think it's pretty cool. So. Well, that's really awesome to hear that. And that's, that's part of the legacy that you get to live with and just the, the backstory. And I think that's what makes musicians like yourself so unique in the fact that there is stories behind everything you say. I know. Oh, yeah. Going back to the conversation about uh, about Nashville, we talked with a, an artist from Nashville this last week, and he had the exact same things to say about you, that, uh, you know, the big records aren't getting what they want, um, and you've got to basically sell your soul to the devil to yeah. do what they want, and, and, that's, and that's, that's awesome. So. And now, you know, with the labels, especially now they're doing a lot of 360 deals, which is, uh, <clears throat> you know, they'll take a cut of your touring stuff now, too. So your merchandise and all this kind of stuff. And, and, and let's be really honest. You know, you don't need a record label anymore. You know, we, we are in the Internet age as much as as much as these people want you to think that you need them. The reality is you don't. Uh, as long as you're uh, a hardworking person that's willing to bust your ass for what you believe in. You're going to do fine. Are you going to be able to crack that upper echelon and be super famous and a household name? Well, maybe not. But, uh, you know, that's never what I started doing this for, man. My my mission has always been to bring real country to real people. And uh, I'm I'm just so thankful to our Lord that, that uh, I'm able to do it. And Joe, that, that is such a gift to you, the people. I mean, there are. I, these are the hardworking, die-hard people, and I, what what I love about Joe, and what I've always loved about Joe, is he goes back to the foundation of country music. Yeah, he goes back to the story, the storytellers, and it is such a foundation, man. And you just tap into that, even with your originals. And we, we were talking beforehand about doing covers and stuff like that. Those yeah. are very important. Hard. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you look at people like uh, Hank Williams and Merle Haggard and Roger Miller and these guys that, you know, you don't hear them on the radio anymore. And and, uh, you know, although they are on Spotify and Apple Music and YouTube and stuff like that, it's more of our generation and older that that are into that stuff. And these kids today, you know, they think country music is is Florida Georgia line and and uh morgan wallen and stuff and and that's fine i mean yes they are today's country music but that kind of music fuses more of a pop and hip-hop and and kind of leading into this mono genre that that i think that the uh the powers that be really want um so i think it's important to uh to to uh preserve the that old school music because it was so different you know you you could listen to an entire Merle Haggard album and you would hear, you know, five different types of music, a little bit of blues, a little oh, bit yes. of rock and roll, a little bit of yeah. even some spoken words sometimes. I mean, whatever Absolutely. the case may be. And it just, you turn on the radio today and it's hard to distinguish, you know, one artist from another. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's sad, you know, we're, we're taking the substance out of music uh, and it's all it's all about the money, just like everything else is. You know what I mean? Just like these 
freaking puppet string pullers of the World Economic Forum. And it's it's all about control. Agreed. I, I got to I was just listening to Ted Dugent just before I came on today, too. He had the exact same message. He's like, I just get the question every day. Why are you playing all those covers? You got all your good, your own good stuff. He's like, because are you kidding me? Kids today and anyone who's listening today has to know. They yeah. gotta know the the same the same artist you just said, Merle Haggard, um, even Waylon Willie, all of those. Yes, they yes, gotta know. absolutely. Well, I told I told Luge. Mark and Andrea before we started. I go, what you're gonna get with Joe is you're gonna get the honest truth, and I think yeah, I think sometimes sometimes to my detriment, but yes, that's <laughs> definitely what you get with me. <laughs> straight up, that's what we like. Straight up, it won't be to your detriment here brother uh, it might oh, be to our detriment but that's okay that's, uh, <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get through it and uh, uh we'll see where it goes do you uh do you got one lined up for us to let one roll yeah man let me uh you, you got your auto tune machine got your yeah yeah machine? yeah let me just let me just set up my my synth bass and my auto tune here and uh grab a grab a backbeat out of my many uh drum sample folders and uh <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll chop something together for you. I'll, I'll, I'll respond to Lynn Otto, who made a comment. That was Please Jeff Healy. Yes. Blind Joe is not Jeff Healy. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Although it would be cool, Joe, if you were in Roadhouse. Dude. I, oh, my gosh. You probably had to throw a beer bottle right back at those people. Do you have any idea how? I mean, one time I get it all the time, dude. And what a what a what a phenomenal musician to be compared to. You I, know? Agree. I agree. But uh, I remember one time I was playing in Sturgis, and this dude came up, and he was just hammered. He's like, "Hey, man, I know who the hell you are." Who am I? He's like, "I saw you in Roadhouse, buddy. You're just you." <laughs> and Joe said, "You sure did." <laughs> I told him, I'm like, no, man, my, my name is Blind Joe. You can call yourself whatever you want, Jeff. I'll see you later, buddy. Well, <laughs> I'm just like, okay, oh, dude. That's awesome. It's, well, that's whatever, the way to man. It's, it's your story. You tell it. You know, so you know, <laughs> go back to all you know. you know who I met in Sturgis, dude? Right? That is his lifelong story, right there. Is that he met Jeff Healy at Sturgis? It's it's, uh, it's funny stuff, man. And I'm just uh, I'm I mean, like I said, who who better to be compared to than one of the greatest guitar players of our time? Guy was just a bless your heart, dude. Bless your heart, ninja. Well, should we play some music, man? Let's do it. Let's do it. Get it up, brother. So uh, this uh, this song got. got me a, a lot of uh, uh, exposure last year and it would have went viral if YouTube hadn't uh, pulled it down. And, you know, I was uh, kind of surprised that a lot of other social networks didn't pull me down. TikTok tried to take me down, but uh, the fans kind of revolted against that. And uh, I think uh, TikTok being such a woke corporation, they probably didn't want to delete a blind guy. So uh, so that was that was nice. YouTube wouldn't have had a problem with it, though. And they're about the wokest of the woke. They, they made it uh, very, very uh, certain to me that if I kept doing what I was doing, that they were going to delete my account. And uh, so we had we had to find a way to to skirt around their BS. But uh, we made it made it work. It, it, it didn't work as well as it would have had they not messed with me. But uh, that's all right, man. That's all right. So here it is. This is the song. It's called I Will Not Comply. And uh, it's the truth. It goes like this. 
weekend of singing but uh thanks very much guys appreciate it well it was uh it's perfect man we love the opportunity when uh people can come on and play live a lot of times we play tracks and it's awesome to see the, the real thing going and uh this is uh this is fun i love hearing truth as well um you don't get enough truth lately and we we kind of uh because of what we do we steer away from some of that stuff a little bit but we welcome it and we uh this is your truth, and it's it's our truth, and uh, we we got to figure out a way to put this all back together. Well, and yeah, that's, Joe, and, and you're getting a lot of comments here. There's a lot of comments of support here for that uh-huh. song. Well, and I got a lot thing. of hearts going on my screen too on my own. Page. Here's the here's the whole thing. I really appreciate that, y'all. Thank you so much. But here's the thing, man. Is uh, you know, I, I got a lot of crap from a lot of people when I put that song out, and. And I, and what I want people to understand is that this is not some anti-vax, anti-mask. Like if you got vaccinated, I hate your guts. If you wear a mask, I think you're stupid, this and that. I really don't give a shit what anybody does. You know, I mean, I live my life and you live your life. And as long as you're not messing with me or my family, it's your, your deal. Fine. So, you know, I had, it just, it, it blows my mind. People hear some lyrics to a song and they and they just make these assumptions about oh my gosh this guy people just you're a white supremacist anti-vaxxer it's like what what are you even saying dude i mean if you if you looked at anything else i've ever done 
in the 20 years that I've been making music, you would know that to be completely false, but they don't, you know, they see 100%. something and they're triggered. So they just go, eh, don't say that. <laughs> hey, There's nobody better than Joe, man. Joe, Joe has got about the most open mind and biggest heart you're ever going to run into ladies and gentlemen. And I tell you what, um, he's making his craft and, and, uh, to support craft is is so essential so thank you for what you do joe because yeah important. you're very welcome man thanks for digging it i really appreciate it. you guys got time for one more i got a got a new single i just dropped at the oh. beginning of the month i'd love to play for you we got this is your show tonight to be honest yeah it is you, you run the show joe good cool. job so, yeah so so this is a song that uh, i i tell everybody at, at my shows that i uh, i say uh this is a song i wrote to blatantly rip off hank williams jr without blatantly ripping off Hank Williams Jr. <laughs> so uh so inspiration plagiarism you be the judge on this one but this I'm really proud of this song and uh, I had a really great time with my producer Brent McCullough working on this one and really proud of how it how it turned out but we'll do it acoustic for you tonight this song is called Hardwood Floor this is a good old honky tonk jam it goes like this <laughs> Right there, man. It's called Hardwood Floor. Thank you guys so much. That's, uh, more, more comments coming. More comments coming. <laughs> awesome, loving this awesome. stuff. This is great. 
Awesome. Thank you guys so much. I want to let you know too that, uh, <laughs> well, I, I shouldn't say it's absolutely 100% for positive, but after three months of trying to get a freaking uh, multi-stream going, I may have figured it out. And so we're <laughs> going to try it again tomorrow. I'm doing uh, something I call the honky tonk happy hour, and we're going to do it uh, every day at 2 p.m. on social media. So if you head on over to blindjoe.com there, you can follow me on uh, Facebook and YouTube and that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, it's just a kind of a thing that I want to do to just really interact with people and, uh, and, and do it, uh, at 2 PM because that's kind of when people are dragging ass at work. And so I figure put a little smile on your face and uh, make the workday go a little easier for you. So, uh, if you follow me on social media, if all goes well tomorrow with technology, so <laughs> there you go, uh, we'll be, we'll be rocking and rolling by, by two o'clock tomorrow, two central. But uh, I'll have to see, man, because technology hates me for some reason. So <laughs> technology hates all of us. I have, I a, funny, I have right. a funny story about Joe, actually, because uh, he was playing at the Roadhouse, which is in Cormont, and that um, it was during the voice time. And yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> this is this is an interaction between Dan and Joe. So this is a relationship we have. I'm like, Joe, I ordered a T-shirt, and you know I'm a big fatty, and uh, <laughs> he sent me like. A baby gap size shirt. <laughs> He's, like, oh. He's like, just keep it, man. I'll get you the right one. I'm like, no, I know I'm gonna wear it for you. <laughs> and he, he did wear it for me, ladies shirt. and gentlemen. And let me I tell you, it. I've never felt a sexier man. <laughs> oh, wow. Good deal. Good deal. <laughs> just just for you there, buddy. Um, you're welcome. I warned you guys what you were in for. You're going to get the truth from Joe. <laughs> How well are you knowing your schedule verbatim? Uh, well, let's see. This coming weekend, I will be in Hamer, North Dakota on, uh, I want to say the 29th, which would be Friday. And uh, I was originally going to be uh, doing a show in North Dakota, but I think we're going to move that to Labor Day weekend. And that will be at the Hungry Pelican in uh, in on Lake Ashtabula out there. Uh, um, Hungry Pelican, I've been there. Yeah, I've and, been uh, there. It's a great place, man. I love Lance mm -hmm. out there. Those guys are mm -hmm. those guys are really great. But right. uh, August, actually, I'm uh, I haven't really booked a, a lot in August, only because my wife is uh, starting a homeschool and she's got a lot of kids signing up. So uh, we're having to kind of get the house ready for all that and do an open house and make sure everything's squared away. And it's, it's a lot of work for her. So I try to kind of take that that month to let her just uh, do her thing because, you know, it's it's a new thing. And she just started it. And we didn't really expect uh, the uh, the the response that we've got. And so uh, it's really it's really awesome, man. It's really, really cool with with she and I, with her and I, because. I'm doing my thing, the music thing. And, uh, you know, I really believe that's what God put me here to do. And, uh, she's doing the teaching thing, which is definitely what God put her here to do. So we're, uh, we're very blessed, man. Very blessed. And we just keep, uh, keep on rolling. So. Well, we would hate to infringe on your plans at any given point, but, uh, if you had, uh, any free or spare time on August 27th, I think, uh, we could uh, work something out for you if you. Seems yeah, like by then they could use a break, right? Like a weekend yeah. away. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I'm sure we can make something happen. Definitely, I'm. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'm always down to play, and and she's always down to, down to come with me and and sling some merch. So. Yeah, for sure. Like 
three hours from you. Yeah, yeah, that'd that? be great, man. Yeah, maybe two and a half. How about that? Yeah. Oh, that's fine, dude. That's that's less than I usually than we usually drive. I so. know, man. I know, man. You were. I tell you what, we talk about Jen Ford a lot on this show because she's like the hardest working woman in music. I will tell you, Joe is like the hardest working guy in country music. This guy works his tail off. And what he provides people is joy, happiness. And you know what? It's almost like you described. You've kind of taken on a mentor role, Joe. Is that correct? Yeah. You know, I I guess uh, I never really looked at it that way until here, you know, these past couple of years. Um, But yeah, it's kind of a, I don't know if I would say mentor, but just somebody that's kind of, yeah, I guess mentor would be the right word. I don't know. Just... You know, my, like I said before, man, my, my whole goal is just to make sure that this younger generation realizes where where country music came from and the roots of country music. And and I mean, they're even doing it to rock and roll now, man. You know, I mean, I, I love I love metal um, like Pantera, one of my favorite bands. You know, the guys from Seven Dust are buddies of mine. Like I, I'm a huge, huge metal fan. And I go on and listen to metal nowadays even. And it's like these dudes with absolutely no balls no masculinity whatsoever they're singing to synthesizers and fake drums and it's just like oh my god what are we doing you are such a breath of fresh air there's this 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 gigantic core of confidence steps up you can hear it in your music you can see it while you play it you're a true professional and uh the passion of your music and and life are just exuding from you. And it's just, it's so awesome to see and hear. I, I appreciate you. Thank you. I, I appreciate you guys so much and, and just doing what you guys are doing. I mean, you know, obviously this is a passion project for you guys and you believe very strongly in it. And, and, and I just think it's so great that you haven't let what's going on today sway you at all or, or push you away or just go, oh, you know what? All this stuff's going to happen anyways. So that's what I hear from people all the time. When I start talking about the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates, people are like, well, what are we going to do, man? I mean, it's just going to happen. There's nothing we can do. There is definitely something you can do. You can get with your family. You can grow a garden. You can get off the grid, out of the city. And, you know, I mean, there's so much you can do. This That's what these people want. They want you to go, oh, God, man, I don't know. We can't really do anything. So we'll just wait and see what happens. Let somebody else deal with it. That's exactly what they want. You're feeding right into their BS when you do that. Jeremy Daniels is hitting the nail on the head, and he's calling you the definition of a mentor. Um, you're, you're right. You're, you're being a leader, man. And that's that's, that's just – so, gosh, it's been a year, and uh, we had a an R&B artist on, Topher. Have you ever heard Topher? I, I've heard the name, but I don't know if I've heard, okay. heard his music. Yeah. So Topher, he's a rapper. He he believes in positive messaging. Um, he is a uh, dark skin musician. Um, I, I say dark skin only because you I can, don't know what the title. You can of, say black, and, dude. Of, Black's not a cuss word. It's okay. Yeah, no black. Yes. <laughs> Once um, again, the truth. I got stuck. I got. I was getting stuck on African American. I don't think he wants to be called African American. So I think he wants to be um, black. And that's he's black. Yeah, he's a black man, and and they censored his entire um label because he has a song called patriot in there well at the same time at the same time me and andrea are having the conversations do we get rid of patriot in our name 
And we, we must have been tickling someone's funny bone at that point because at the exact same time, one of our mentors got a hold of us. And I, we go, we're contemplating getting rid of uh, Patriot in our name. And um, not because I just, we want to make sure that we reach everybody. We want to reach everybody. You know, dude, um, I, I completely understand that. And I, I used to be like that with my music. I would go on my social media and I would ask people like, hey, what do you guys think if I talk about Jesus? It's what I believe, but I know it's not what some of you believe. And I don't want to offend anybody. And you know what I say to that, dude? Screw all that shit. That is ridiculous. And that's the reason <laughs> that we're in oh, this position that we're in, because people step back and they go, oh, I don't want to offend it. anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's about 20 seconds late on the beeper, but you're good, bro. You're good. Oh, you hear me? I forgot to warn you about that, too. You're going to get the truth. You're going to get the truth. Here's, here's for the next one, just in case one happens. <laughs> there we go. We're good. Um, that, 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 we're covered. We're covered. I love we're it, good. man. I love it. You know, so Joe, I said courageous it's courageous to say that especially in the industry uh it's courageous to take a stand and say this is who i am and i will not waver i will not comply listen man here's my here's my whole deal okay i have a, a niece that turns eight years old on august 25th and her mom has been through some really tough stuff and so we've her my wife and i my wife leanne and i have basically raised her and helped raise her ever since she was born and when I watch what's going on and I'm watching her grow up and I think to myself, who do I want to be? What do I want to, what do I want her to think and be and, and to say about me when I'm gone? And I want her to say, Hey, no matter what, in the face of adversity, my uncle stood up and said, no, you know what? This is absolute BS and I will not stand for it. I, I want her to understand that she has to, be who she is and be herself no matter what, no matter if people like her or not, because the people that don't like you, they're not worth it. They're not worth your time. Who cares? You know, so many kids today with all this social media stuff that's going on, it's, Oh, I didn't get enough likes and I didn't get enough comments and Oh, this person didn't like my picture and that person didn't like And it's just, it's a game. It's a game to these people. This is social engineering at its finest from Facebook to TikTok to Twitter they know exactly what they're doing. They're coming after the kids and they're trying to turn them into little uh, gutless slaves. <laughs> and I, I will, believe, I'll, yeah. I'll be damned if I'm going to be one that that my little Sophie turns around when she's older and says, oh, yeah, you know, my uncle didn't do anything to try to stop it. She will definitely say, hey, you know what? He did everything he could. Um, and and as right. a result, I think it makes her to see me doing this stuff makes her realize that she doesn't have to follow the crowd. She can be her own person and do her own thing. And that's, that's so important, man. I mean, I, you know, identity and, and self-confidence is huge. Yeah. Joe, it starts with the family, right? It starts. Absolutely. With the family. That's the foundation. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and that's what they want to destroy. They want to destroy, you know, the functioning family because, then they can break everybody down and, and slowly but surely, you know, it, it becomes their way. And this is a slow burn. And they do this stuff on purpose because if they just said tomorrow, hey, this is what we're doing. They know people would be like, oh, no, you're not. <laughs> and so they I just they wait. They wait. Is... You, see it? you can see it now. Here, here's a perfect example of it. This week, what have they been saying? Oh, it's 110 degrees in Texas. That's climate change. What are you talking about, man? It's July. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think that's I mean, my music is so important. Climate change? Give me a you can break, get your, man. You can get your message out to music, and it really doesn't matter where you are in the world. That music message that you're getting out becomes so important because, I mean, you could you don't even have to understand the words. It's music. That's the beautiful yeah. thing. It really yeah. and is. You know, and you're, and and you're you given know, that. You're really you're, you're so right about that. I was I talked to Leanne, my wife, about it all the time. And and what's funny, it, it always takes me back to a blues traveler song when people talk about music just being so special. Um, and the song is called The Heart Brings You Back. And the first verse, it, it, he sings, it doesn't matter what I say as long as I sing with inflection. And that is very true. You know, music has a, a way of just getting at your soul because it's universal. And, uh, you know, people hear a swinging beat and automatically, you know, you're tapping your hand, clapping your hands, you're tapping your feet, you're having a good time. And and so the, it's important to uh, to to realize that and and understand what, you know, different m- beats and, and rhythms and stuff like that can put people in, you know, the mood that that you can uh, that you can create with that kind of stuff. Yeah, and there's a level of responsibility, I think, that goes with it. We we do a lot of uh, new singer-songwriter stuff. We actually recorded three new artists this week, and uh, it's amazing. But one of the things I tell you, and you can correct me, Joe, if I'm wrong, or Mark or Andrea, I said, you know what? When you put something out, there's a level of responsibility with that because when we're talking about veterans or first responders dealing with trauma yeah. or something like that, it's like, hey, you're going to get contacted and you're yep. going to have to be prepared how to respond appropriately. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I wouldn't recommend responding the way I do sometimes to people that come at me with hate. <laughs> 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 but, you know, some, some people, they, they, uh, they think they can get at you with their stupid words in an email and it just means absolutely nothing to me. And I make sure I let them know that. Well, it does take a strong person in the industry and whether it's a writing industry or the music industry, because not, I guess one of the realistic things is it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, not everybody's going to love you. You know what? You'll have supporters. We have a ton of supporters here. I've learned that comments, but I have learned that truth personally. Yeah, for sure. And not everyone loves me. Yeah. Right. Right. Me, me neither, man. And you know, the important thing is, and what I really like to get across too, especially if we have any younger people watching is, you know, with music, um, the, the, the big thing that they've always tried to push is, Oh, the fame. Oh man, the money, you know, Oh, you got, I want to be rich and famous. And let me tell you right now, if you are in the music business to get rich and famous, get out of the music business. And I mean that because it's not going to happen for you. It's not. And if it does, you are one of the 3% that it has happened to. And believe me, there are thousands and hundreds of thousands of people that move to Los Angeles, Nashville, New York, and try. And it, it doesn't happen. Music, If you are better off being yourself, doing your own thing, building a mailing list that's off of social media of people that are, you know, will subscribe to your emails and you do like I've done. Now I have a mailing list of fans. That's probably a thousand people deep. And I know that when I release a single, I can email them and they're going to listen to it. And that's how you do it. That's how you do it. And you don't ever expect to make a living. 
you don't ever expect to pay your bills. You get a second job, you work your ass off. I mean, that that's the music business, man. It's not, you know, this unicorns and rainbows shit that they crap, excuse me, crap <laughs> that they try to feed you uh, with, with like American Idol and all this kind of thing. You know, that's, that's a joke. That's, that's all for TV. Just like the voice. I was on the voice and they were really, really good to me. But think about this. How many artists do you know from The Voice that you can name right now that are that are famous? See, that's just it. And I think that's really a good point. And what a great job having a show like that. But doesn't it come down to making money? Yeah, and it, not comes down, it comes down to being one huge commercial advertisement for the judges. That's what it comes down to. That's what The Voice sure. is. That's what it'll always be. For sure. Who was your mentor? I was on but Blake's look- team. I was Team Blake. Yeah. Oh, that he was a great fun. dude. I really like... Was- he was really a, a, a cool guy. He and I had kind of the same sense of humor. And so we joke around a little bit and a really great dude. He, I never had a problem with anybody on The Voice. They were all really nice people and, and very accommodating and tried to help me out as best they could. And it was a really great show. But I, I talked to some of the producers and they said, uh, you know, oh, it's a good thing you didn't get American Idol. And I'm like, why do you say that? And just the... I mean, you know, it's the whole TV thing. It's for television. So they would start drama with people, you know, just anything they could think of. Or they'd have, you know, some guy go up to one contestant and say, hey, this person's talking crap about you, you know, and then go up to the other guy and go, oh, yeah, this person's talking crap. And then they meet in the middle and they're fuming because they think that each (laughs) other's talking crap. And there's the cameras ready to catch it all. And, you know, Joe, you hit the nail on the head. That's so counterproductive of what music is, you know, and it it has nothing to do with anything. No, it doesn't. They don't care about the people and and no. the exploitation of these artists. It just it irritates me because I, I hear dude, about it kids. almost every that's day. What, that's what bothers me is it's kids. You know what I mean? It's these young kids that are 15, 16, 17, 19, 20 years old that they don't know any better. And people go, oh, 19 or 20. They're adults. They should know better. Shut up. Shut the <laughs> hell up. I mean, are you serious? Because you turn 18, all of a sudden your brain grows four sizes. Jeez. <laughs> You know, and when I was working in Nashville, <clears throat> you know, I, I was working at uh, with uh, with the Tootsie's group. So it was like Tootsie's and Honky Tonk Central, Rippies and uh, and Kid Rock's place. And I see how they treat these kids. It's nothing to them. They don't care because they have 50 other kids that have fame in their eyes, stars in their eyes. And it's it's just it's sad, man. It's sad because that's not country music. That's not who we are. The way they treat these kids out there, at least at, at, at Tootsie's. Uh, John Taylor and those guys. Yeah, I'll say his name. Come at me, bro. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's it's sickening. It's sickening. And, and there are awesome places out there that really will treat you well. You know, I played a lot of shows at Old Red, uh, Blake's Bar, and a lot of shows for the guys at Nudie's. They were very, very kind to me, and they're kind to everybody. But um, for the most part, the big people, the, the bigger people out there, it's it's a money pit. You know, it's it's not about music. It never has been. It's it's uh, it's about money from from the bar scene to the to the record labels. They they want to make money. So, Joe, we have a lot of veteran uh, artists out there. What would your advice be to these veteran artists? They're coming up with these incredible songs. What would your advice be to them? Keep it going. Keep it going, man. We need it. We need it now more than ever. Any any patriotic song, you know, about fighting the good fight and freedom, and we need it. We need it. And 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 I guess my advice would be uh, be prepared to be censored because it's going to happen. But uh, but don't give up. 
don't give up, get your stuff on platforms that won't censor you and share it on your social media. You know, uh, there's, there's gab, there's parlor, there's, uh, odyssey. Um, but you know, also don't, don't just discount YouTube, put it up, put it up. And if they take it down and give you a warning, put it up again. And when they give you, you know, when you get to that second strike, then of course, you know, if you don't want your channel deleted, then you're going to have to find a workaround. A good workaround would be to find a friend that's in a country where the copyright laws aren't the same as they are in America. That's what I did with I Will Not Comply. And that's why it's still up on YouTube because they can't do a damn thing about it. And if you that would that's definitely the route I would go uh, if they do, you know, pull you down. But just keep going. Keep going. Don't let these people discourage you at all, because that is what they want. They are trying to break us down one 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 little bit at a time great advice who would have known that we would have got this conversation tonight with our artists tonight and and the truth of the matter is this is the conversation we needed to have this week because it's the second conversation we've had this week and it is about building a network a of followers a network of patriots a network of people that are like-minded that want to do good for their communities and their country. And, and you know, I don't sit up on a, on a hillside waving a flag doing this. We have conversations. We build a network. We build relationships. And I really think, I, I, Blind Joe, you fit into this scenario very well. And uh, I, I, would, I mean, from the hip, and I, I haven't asked my director of artist development uh, this question yet, but, I mean, I, I would – I would consider it an honor if you had time and and we would create the resources to have you be a mentor within the network that we're trying to create. I would I would be absolutely honored, brother. I would. Unfortunately I would for you, that. Joe, that's me. Um, I am. The <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you guys. Oh. Yeah, so, man, I, would, no. I would absolutely love that. That I think it's so important, especially with everything that's going on to to the truth like you said man the truth is what's important and they try to shade it with this crap with my truth oh it's my truth no dude the truth the truth is what's being overshadowed by all this stuff and i don't care if you're democrat republican libertarian it doesn't matter they're coming for you too these people on the left that go oh are are the virtue signalers you know oh well I, this and that and the other and it's like dude you're not immune to this stuff Okay, maybe right now, maybe right now, while all the conservatives are white supremacists and terrorists and oh my gosh, Trump lovers and blah, 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 whatever they want to call them. But your time is coming. They don't like any of us. They hate us all. Why do you think they want to bugs? Have you guys seen this stuff where they Nicole Kidman on YouTube telling us, oh, bugs are delicious. It's just in how you cook them. Are you serious? I mean, Can't eat meat anymore, guys. We got to eat fake soy meat. I mean, get well, real, dude. Well, get real. Isn't a bug a living creature too? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, right. Pretty sure there's yeah, you protein know what I, in you know a what bug. I, you know what I say to eating bugs, dude? My body, my choice, and I choose not to. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Joe, I got a couple bugs. casserole for you. <laughs> I've What's eaten that? a couple bugs. They're a not little, terrible. Yeah, a little cricket <laughs> casserole for you. Yeah. <laughs> It, it does seem like the narrative, and I, we're, we're kind of crossing our line a little bit tonight, which is completely fine. Um, 
because we want to maintain that positive message, the positive yeah. moving forward. What it doesn't matter, and we've got people saying resilient is the is who you are, and I and again I appreciate it, and I believe that as well. And you're, um, you know what, man, you're you're so right about positivity being so important because it's so easy to hear this stuff. And, and especially with me, you know, I research this stuff all the time and I keep up on this stuff. For example, you know, Bill Gates donating all his money to his foundation. Oh, what a, what a philanthropist, huh? (laughs) But it is um, his money. I mean, (laughs) yeah, I mean, yeah. Giving his money to himself. What a great guy. Wow. (laughs) And, but anyways, um, you know, my, my whole point with that is you're, you're totally right. Positivity is the key and we can, we can win this. There's no, there, it's like the, uh, my wife always makes a comparison to, uh, what's that movie? Is it a bug's life with the ants and the grasshoppers? Yep. Bugs. Life. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's, that's it. You know, we can overcome, we are more than they are. And as long as we just keep, uh, a smile on our faces and really just telling them where to go without being completely, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what word I can use, but mean about it, I guess that's, that's the whole, I think that's the whole point. The whole thing that we need to remember is that they, no matter what anybody does to you, if you have a positive outlook on what you're doing and you believe in what you're doing and you, and I think prayer is a big part of it too. That's just me personally. I know a lot of people don't, don't, you know, pray or whatever, but I think it's a huge part of it. And, uh, and, and it is so important to stay positive and just understand that we are the majority. These people are not. I can't get to that whole next statement. I'll read through it here. Uh, Okay. Completely. Most off-color question of our entire career in this. Um, we have someone asking, do blind guys like to go to titty bars? <laughs> I know the answer to that. Okay. All right. Now, now, now I have to tell you a story. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. Let me get this out there. Somebody did a mic drop too. So, so I, so I don't have a problem with with titty bars. I mean, but I don't, I don't go to them. Obviously, since I can't see them, it's really not not a big deal, and I I don't see the point in paying, uh, you know, a ridiculous amount of money for a lap dance that's not going to get me off. So. So no, I, I, I don't, but I have a great, I have a great titty bar story for you. So I played a titty bar, a very high class titty bar in Miami, Florida. And, uh, I was opening for a couple of rock bands. I was on tour with a rock band called Elysium, who are a great bunch of guys. And we were playing with a band called Tantric, who you might remember from the nineties. And the guy from Tantric was ripping out this guitar solo, right? And I'm sitting at this table it's like a marble table and this is a high class joint. The, the girls were even super professional, super nice. I mean, it was really, it was crazy. Like shaking hands with a naked chick. And she's like, it's very nice to meet you. Welcome to the club. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Whoa, this is different. you're not using like every other word. This is weird. But, uh, <laughs> but so, so this guy in tantric starts ripping out a guitar solo. Right. And I'm sitting at the table and, I'm loving it. So I lean my head back and I'm clapping. I'm like, yeah, woo. And unbeknownst to me, 
there's a girl on the pole in front of me and she thinks that I'm clapping for her. So, so she's doing everything she can to get my attention visually. And I don't know any of this is going on, of course, because I'm totally blind. So my buddy, my buddy from Elysium comes up. He's laughing hysterically. And I'm like, dude, what? What did I miss? He's like, oh, dude, what did you miss? You're not going to believe this. So... So he proceeds to tell me what's going on. And oh, yeah, I just started laughing. I, what can you do? You know? And so, of course, after everything was done, I, I went up to her and I said, hey, I'm, I'm totally blind. I'm really sorry. I wasn't trying to just like ignore you. But uh, those because your hat is knocked 45 degrees sideways for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious stuff, dude. That's, that's one of my awesome. that's one of my better road stories right there. Oh, that's fun. That is awesome. And, you know, and I'm not going to apologize for a little bit of off color. We've never really gone down roads like that. But I do want to bring recognition to Jacob Glenn. Your comment is 100% appropriate. I completely believe it. I'll read it for it so Blind Joe knows. Uh, you got to be very positive and be very encouraging to everyone, no matter if they're doing a good job or not, but allowing them to feel like they're appreciated. It makes them want to work harder, especially if you're trying to help people in the community. You have to have the community come together and come over their own ideas because they'll work harder for themselves, but their ideas then for you and your ideas. And, and that's called the intrinsic reward, 100%. Uh, you yep. have to have something there that adds value. And I do really – the community is the value. That's why we support veterans and first responders and patriots. Because they know the value of community. They fought for the community. They fought for the country. Absolutely. Uh, Mr. Glenn, 100% accurate. I do see you're part of Operation Bravehearts. And uh, I think this is our first interaction with you. So uh, make sure you reach out. Uh, I'll throw my my number out here, too. Uh, reach out to us. Let's find a way to work together and, uh, and make this place and space a better place place in space. Um, I, I want to hand something off I'm proud of to not only my children, but to everyone's children in the future. This isn't about this isn't about a me and now a moment. This is about a forever moment. And so Amen, brother. thank you Amen. for our, your comments, Glenn. Um, Miss Eichmann, what we got in the news? Oh, goodness. Let me find my notes. Um, I do have a I lot. I just tonight. dropped it on you, right? And we no, got, you're uh, fine. You, you're fine. I have a lot, so I'm going to go pretty quickly after I say hello to Ledford. Great to see Mr. you, Mr. Ledford, good to hear you, brother. Good to see you. All right. So last reminder. Wait, what's the date today? 24th. We do have one more reminder, but it is coming to the end of Social Wellness Month in July here. So pay attention. Um, call your friends. Go to lunch. Just have a phone call. Whatever. Um, <clears throat> keep your connections open. Um July 27th coming up is National Korean War Veterans Armistice Day. And every year, America and South Korea observe National, Korea, uh, National Korean War Veterans Armistice Day on the 27th of July. It started as a way to commemorate and recognize the peace treaty that triggered a ceasefire and a longstanding war. The Korean War is a significant chapter in American history, which approximately 50,000 American troops died in the conflict over 100,000 were wounded and thousands of others were held captive as prisoners of war. On National Korean Veteran, uh, Korean War Veterans Armistice Day, we are encouraged to take moments of reflection on the service and sacrifices of American troops during this conflict. 
Um, I have probably read this twice before um, over the last couple of years. And I don't know that I remember that we celebrate that with South Korea. So I kind of really like that one. Um, July 25th. Oh, I got my things out of order. So July 25th, which is tomorrow, it is National Hire a Veteran Day. And I'm going to tell you quick where that came from. Um, you know, every year, a lot of lots and lots of brave men and women from military service are returning to or civilian life. So this day was created by Marine Corps veteran Dan Caparel. He is also the founder of national nonprofit Hire Our Heroes. He spent many years working to employ veterans. In an interview, Caparel mentions how he wondered what would happen if there were a special day designated for hiring veterans. This led him to creating an online career fair to connect veterans with prospective employers. And this just, boom, took off. In 2017, President Donald Trump signed the Honoring Investments in Recruiting and Employing American Veterans Act. It was called the Hire Vets Act. And a special Hire Vets Medallion Program was also created to award those employers who demonstrated an outstanding commitment to hiring and retaining those veterans. Um, the 28th, and I had to ask, uh, it is Buffalo Soldiers Day on July 28th. This is the first peacetime all-black army regiment, which we honor on that day, the 28th Buffalo Soldiers Day, every year. It, they were formed mainly to keep order in the Wild West after the Civil War. In such a rough and tumble place where unknown natural dangers and thieves abounded, the Buffalo Soldiers had extremely low desertion rates. These brave men of the 9th and 10th Cavalry Regiments were inexplicably named the Buffalo Soldiers, not by their own leadership, but by the Native American tribes they came into contact with. And no one really even knows why they called them the Buffalo Soldiers. These troops helped catch cattle thieves, protect national parks, ensure the safety of safe travel of settlers from the East, and very much more. Today, we honor their service in helping our country stay safe and being a groundbreaking step toward greater racial equality in the military. So the last couple of weeks, I have brought um, a little bit about first responders through um, the First Responders Children's Foundation. Um, and I've gone over what their mission is. They provide financial support to children who have lost a parent in the line of duty, as well as families enduring significant financial hardship due to tragic circumstances. Um, and they work with CSX, um, which is a premier transportation company. And they work together. Uh, we went through a couple. This week, I want to talk about on behalf of all 911 dispatchers, Jonathan Ortiz of the NYPD, who on January 21st answered the call of a distressed mother in Brooklyn, worried that her son was unstable. Since there was no mention of a weapon, Ortiz dispatched NYPD officers to the apartment building who were caught off guard upon arrival when they were fired upon in a surprise attack by the woman's son. A third officer ended up ended the violence by mortally wounding the gunman. Ortiz then got a call reporting two officers down. He dispatched two ambulances to rush to the officer's rescue and cleared the route of traffic so the ambulances carrying police officers Mora and Rivera could race to the hospital in record time. Ortiz played a critical role in getting Mora and Rivera the best possible chance for immediate medical care in a short amount of time. So he was um, the receiver of their recognition award. And then... On behalf of all 9-11 survivors, Sal has a long, Sal Tertursi of Morgansville, New Jersey, is a 20-year career veteran of the FDNY, 
who has served as an EMT in the Hazardous Materials Division of the FDNY EMS. Toturici, I bet it's Ricci, Toturici, um, responded to the 9-11 rescue and recovery efforts at the World Trade Center site where he was tragically exposed to toxic dust that now causes him to battle terminal cancer. Despite this illness, he continues to advocate for first responders. So that is where their awards went. That was six heroic and recognizable acts by each of those departments of first responders. I, that's really cool. I'm going to keep following them um, and see what else I can what else I can um, find about their project. And I'll look for others like them because I think our first responders, we find, and I, I wish the numbers were there. So if anyone has access to how many, and I can guess because I think it's 60 to 80% of our first responders in those capacities are probably veterans are probably of veterans military service. Military service. Um, and I'm um, basing, and that basing that off what I know around here. And what I've heard others from other parts of the country say, but that um, that overlaps for us. That's recognition all the way around. So thanks to all of those first responders in our worlds. Andrea has the hardest job of coming up with that stuff. And me, neither me nor Dan have the, the physique and or the look to, to hold people's attention that long. So your angelic <laughs> well voice. Done, and I did it fast. I thought I did it really fast. You, you rocked it. You rocked it, Andrea. That was awesome. What great news stories, too. Oh, thank you. Um, and this is, uh, you know, at one moment during the time of our show, we do ask everyone to commit to reaching out to the people that have been in their lives that they've served with. And we call that the buddy check. Uh, we ask you to do it by a six pack because it's not hard to uh, take literally seven seconds to text or email or to call, you know, a call might take a little longer than six seconds, but uh, just say, Hey, Hey sister or brother, how you doing? Just was thinking about you for the moment. That's all it takes. And um, if you spur on a longer conversation, great. If you, if you kind of uh, have a conversation, think about others that uh, you might be able to reach out to. Um, I, a crew of uh, Red Legs, 34th Division Red Bulls, went and uh, saw he's younger than me by 12 years, and uh, he uh, uh, he's not doing well. He's sitting up in the hospital right now um, and struggling, and uh, – it's not because of it's it's because of the hard life of him serving. Um, <laughs> it may or may not have to do with uh, something he recently just put in his body because uh, the government said it was supposed to be good for you to be in your body. Uh, won't get into that conversation right now, but uh, it's uh, it's a frustrating a frustrating conversation. But um, Rob, sorry, we're thinking about you. Um, we're thinking about Mikey B and his, uh, his daughter. Uh, he was at an event. He's filled me in a little bit. Uh, uh, and, uh, there was a little incident at the end of the event where his daughter actually got hurt. And so our thoughts and hearts are with you, Mikey, and, uh, we'll, we'll connect and get to him back on our show at another time. Um, we are the opportunity or the opportunity to serve. Uh, if you haven't taken or had the chance to serve, uh, we can provide that opportunity to you. If you've served and you need another place to put that outlet, uh, we're still here. We have a, a, a billion ways that we can connect you with the world. Uh, just looking at some of the thread that we got going on here with uh, Jacob Glenn and uh, 
Um, I just got to scroll through real quick to make sure I get some all the names right. Uh, Timothy Allen Franklin with uh, FWM Design. And uh, again, um, Brian Gibson with Project Die Hard and, and Mike Ledford with uh, uh, Pro PTSD Rollout. Rollout PTSD, I had that wrong. Um, gosh, an amazing network, amazing people working boots on the ground. Let's go get this thing. Um, and we're here for those who might have a hard time seeing through the smoke right now. Uh, we're here for you. Uh, I always you have, have a hard time seeing through the smoke. Yeah, I bet you do, brother. I bet you do. Dude, I, I just uh, think it's so you... awesome what, what you guys are doing, though. It's so great. You know, veterans, your your government might not care about you, even though you fought for them, but these guys definitely do. It, it's just wonderful, guys. Thank you so much for everything you're doing. Thank you, Blind Joe. You got another song you want to take us out on? Sure. Sure. I love I it. Got I love it. I saw you putting stuff away. I didn't know if uh, no, I, I just mean... I just set her down for a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, let's let's go away from all the all the crazy and just do something fun, huh? This I love is it. A, Amen. This is a song that uh, I'm going to release here uh, in the coming weeks, probably at the end of August. Um, and uh, I wrote this song because my wife, when we first got back together, um we dated way back in, in our college days and then uh, had some time apart. When we got back together, I was playing shows and I played Folsom prison blues, Johnny cash. And she had never heard it and she thought I wrote it. And so she would always oh. call it the train song. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I, I told her, I'm like, well, you're, you're really sweet. You're thinking really I wrote sweet. a badass tune like, like that. Tune <laughs> like that. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, I told her, she called it the train song. And I told her, I said, well, I'm going to have to write a song called the train song. And this song is not called the train song, but this is the song that came out of that. It's called train, train, train. And it goes like this. That train, train, train keeps on chugging down the track. And my brain, brain, brain keeps telling me she ain't coming back. This pain, pain, pain's got me just about to crack. That train, train, train keeps on chugging down the track. She let me know last night that she was leaving. I had pleased and begged her not to go. But she bid me have the trails. Now she's riding on the rails, headed southbound through North Dakota snow. Well, that train, train, train keeps on chugging down the track. And my brain, brain, brain keeps telling me she ain't coming back. This pain, pain, pain's got me just about to crack. That train, train, train keeps on chugging down the track. I know I could have changed her mind if she'd have let me. That's probably why she didn't give me time. They just wished her ass away on that big old Santa Fe. Now I'm sucking down tequila salt and wine. Well, that train, train, train keeps on chugging down the track. And my brain, brain, brain keeps telling me she ain't coming back. This pain, pain, pain's got me just about to crack. That train, train, train keeps on chugging down the track. I said that train, train, train keeps on chugging down the track. Short and sweet one for you there. Thank you guys so much for having me on, man. I really appreciate you. Andrea, Mark, Dan, you guys are phenomenal, phenomenal people. And what you do is is so needed and so special. So God bless you, man. You're amazing, brother. Thank a breath you, of fresh so. air. And we hey, appreciate I, you. I, I have to tell you, we're getting close to fall. And if you are in 
I'm going to say it right. So you guys get it right. NDSU Bison fan. Yes. Uh, get your horns up. We have a very special uh, song for the NDSU Bison. What are they, Joe? Nine time FCF uh, football champion? Yeah, man. Yeah, they keep it going. They keep it going. And, that's for sure. And Joe's got the theme song for him. So before any televised show, you got uh, – got blind joe singing horns up and uh we always look forward to it gets the crowd pumping and uh it's great man <laughs> yeah and you know man i i owe a lot of that to uh, to my buddies nathan stang and matt ockry uh for the production and uh you know it we, i really had a fun time with that tune even just writing it me and matt and a uh, nice bottle of peated whiskey and uh, we, we had a great night that was back when i was back in my drinking days but uh <laughs> sometimes good, that helps good times and I will tell you, um, we have another another partner here, and and tomorrow night she has a very attractive and special guest on. It's called Fill Thy Cup Motivational Mondays, and uh, for some reason she's agreed to have this guy on her show. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, Sugar and I go back a little ways, and uh, uh, we're like, uh, how does Forrest Gump say it? Peas and carrots? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe maybe peanut butter and honey, and I'm the peanut butter for sure. So. <laughs> that is a crazy segue into next week's show, actually, because you just dropped Forrest Gump, and we actually have Andrea, Sammy Davis, the Sammy Davis. What? Um, yeah, he will be. Cool. I don't know that he can be like visually with us, but he will be with us uh, through the microphone. For sure. We'll see what we can do. Yeah. And along with him is his good buddy, CJ Garten. CJ Garten. Oh, my heart just races. These two together are going to be so much fun. So So those who don't know who Sammy Davis is, he's a Congressional Medal of Honor winner and is actually the backstory of the Forrest Gump movie. And so, you know, Forrest Gump is a... Is a good movie. It's not a whole lot of real, but the, the character of who he is 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 Sammy Davis. And you know, those guys went out to Washington D.C. They had, I believe, it was fourteen Congressional Medal winners standing in the same spot because wow. they went and put uh, put uh, the memories of Woody Wilson um, to rest. Oh, yes. And another Congressional Medal of Honor winner. Um, I'm just hearing. I got goose pimples hearing the stories of some of our people that were actually there and got to be part of that. And it was just an amazing, uh, just homage of someone that's been amazing for this country. And I, I, again, we want to lift those people and those things that are, are symbolizes, embolizes what this country was based on. And they put some skin in the game and don't get me into that conversation. We'll do that. <laughs> That's another hour. That'll be another hour. Yeah, show, another yeah, day. Yeah. <laughs> Pillows of freedom, baby. Pillows of freedom. Yeah. Y'all got them. Yeah. All right. Lay your big fat heads on those pillows this week while we will be back here next Sunday at We Got Your Six at Six Patriot Playtime. We're here on Fridays with our weekly debrief. Real quick. Um, on August 13th, we will be down in Granite Falls. And not to take anything away from Blind Joe, but we've been bragging these guys, man. They are the best lineup in the state of Minnesota you will see all year long. we got Shannon Book with Deliberately Broken, Scotty Hastings, 
and JT Thompson with the Gunslingers in one spot for your entertainment and to raise recognition and help support veterans and first responders in the Granite Fall area with Ride to Remember. Um, you don't, you won't want to miss it. You want to get out there and see that. It'll be a great show. Um, and maybe in the future, we got another guy here in the house that might uh, want to be part of that. I'm telling uh, you, Minnesota. I Minnesota ride. I, I know it. I know it. Um, and then we have real quick, uh, we're trying to put all the details together for August 27th. Uh, it'll be a, an event in Detroit Lakes for all WP3 supporters. Hint, 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 hint. Um, we're trying to get one more artist in here, but maybe uh, maybe we found our guy tonight. Possibly. But uh, <laughs> Blind Joe, if you can stay around for a minute, we'll get our 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 shutdown to the show done. And sure. uh, anyone have anything else? Do we want to talk about October? We can mention it, sure. It's October October 20th to the 25th. Go ahead, Andrea. Oh, no, you got this. You got it. Go. Well, it all started off with going out to watch uh, Tony Turner, who's vocalist of the year, Outlaw Country, for the Josie Awards. But then we come to find out we've actually got about a dozen of our veteran and first responder musicians engaged in the Josie Award event. Well, weirdly, the Josie Awards has asked Andrea and myself to cover the red carpet interviews. Oh, cool. That's too bad. Wisely not me, because I just, I, it just doesn't work out. <laughs> well, Courting you flowers, weren't in the network at the time, tuxedo, buddy. No. <laughs> you weren't in the network then. You're welcome to come along, but we're looking at doing a handful of events while we're in Nashville. Uh, we've had some amazing conversations with some people this week who want to entertain a veteran takeover of, a, uh, I think, the the, the venues, the Tin Roof, wasn't it? They they uh, wanted us to do a couple others too. The original Tin Roof, I think yeah. that's important to uh, to uh, say too. Absolutely, that's one of them. So, but there were many. Like every night was offered. So, <laughs> yep. So we'll get that up and going and get details out there. Uh, wow! Thank you, thank you for those who come and support us. Thank you for those who uh, believe in what. The People's Patriot Project is going. Um, I don't understand your question, Ms. Eichmann. Um, discount code. You're here. Promo code. Oh. Timothy. Patriot. Oh. Patriot. Okay. Excellent save. Thank you for that. <laughs> Am I supposed to? Is that a... Do I need a... Beep. Oh, there's a beep. <laughs> Joe didn't even um, say anything. You can't. Yeah, beep right. I didn't even open my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Except for now, now that now that it is open, I uh, would strongly uh, advise people to uh, head on over to blindjoe.com and uh, check out all the music Amen. up there. And, oh uh, yeah, that absolutely. Kind of stuff. I've got uh, all my social media up there and everything like that. And, uh, like that. and uh, the, the new single is out on Spotify and Apple Music. Hard yeah. yeah. floor. If you can give it a stream, I'd sure appreciate it. I love it. it. Now it stopped. Shoot, something happened on your microphone. I I muted it. did a little blessing or threw some holy water on my microphone (laughs) and I think it stopped. So we're good. (laughs) All right, robot man. Now he's on mute. You're on mute, bro. (laughs) Turn it off. Um, We need to remind everybody 
right? Do your buddy checks. Did you say that already tonight? Was I reading something? Okay. Do your buddy checks. We're good. Um, Peterson's he's got a disease. I don't know what's going on. He'll be fine by Friday. We'll be good to roll. Um, it's a microphone disease of some sort, whatever's <laughs> going on. I don't know. Um, cigars. Oh my gosh. Joe, thank you so much. Like Mark said, hang around for a minute. We'll, we'll stick around for one second. I do. Don't... Thank you guys. Yeah. Peterson might have a song keyed up or a closing of some sort. I don't know. Cause I don't do his job. He's really good at his job. So um, watch our pages, watch our news, and we will get it all out to you. Hey, make Thank sure you. you go to blindjoe.com too. Check out. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was going to say that I put that on here earlier and I will put it on here again. And so check that out. I already did while you guys were talking. So See, Andrea is so much better than sweet. Than Thank you. Joe. you. I don't need to do anything. <laughs> all right, you guys have a great week. Peterson, you ready? Signing off. All right. <laughs> You got it! Fuck it!